It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. Yes, welcome to another edition of Off The Leash for Greyhound Racing Victoria. Lots to talk about over the next uh, half hour or so. You're with Andrew Hughes joining us from the GRV team. Of course, Molly Haynes and George Ferruja. How are you both? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, all's well. Good morning. Lots to get through on the show. Lots of information and guests as well. We start off, though, by talking about what is becoming a great success. Plenty of prize money, interesting format. We're talking about the launching pad, Molly, and the semi-finals are Thursday night at Sandown. They sure are. They sure are. We touched on it last week. It's a it's a really interesting concept. Greyhounds have to, all trainers or participants have to buy their way into this series. There were 64 entry forms. It's a three-week series. We're now in week number two. There's over $430,000 in prize money spread across this three-week series. And what I love is it's, it's for greyhounds that have had one to six wins and no more than 30 starts. So it's really attacking that younger, next-generation type of greyhound. And on Thursday night at Sandown, Flynn was, although he came second, he was a bit of a standout for me. I think he... I don't know, I was just really impressed with his run. It was his first start, I believe, over 500, and I think there's really good things to come. He jumped well, didn't he? Yeah. He just had to work really hard in the run. He and went around the outside of the track. He did He did do he a did. lot of extra work. He did. He was sort of three wide all the way. Um, you know, Connections uh, would have seen him uh, early in his career break record, so they probably would have been expecting a win, but he's drawn well, I think, in the first semi final. Uh, and he's going to be fairly hard to beat. He's up against Red Rock, whose run was outstanding coming from behind and uh, seal the deal as well for Anthony as a party off box eight. There's some real talent in that first heat. Of course, the first two go through. Um, speaking to Anthony during the week, seal the deal. Uh, he's not too worried about the box draw. He thought yeah. he handled himself really well from an outside draw. So that's going to be very interesting. Red Rock, the thing that worries me about Red Rock is that he can be a little bit slow early and does yeah. use a bit of the track. Uh, so it's not an easy thing to always get the run. Um, I think Sinachi is probably uh, the better hope uh, going into this series now at a semi-final stage. Yeah, definitely. And to Witchery, I think I've said that right. $2 favourite in semi-final number two for Stephen Bruce White. Now, Stephen's got a couple of handy dogs in this um, launching pad final, like you mentioned, Sinachi. Yeah. And um, To Witchery, I, I really think he's a very good chance in box three. Yeah, look, come with huge wraps from South Australia, didn't yeah. it, Molly? And uh, some of its times there were outstanding. Its first couple of starts at Sandown, it was just missing the kick. It was getting to the first mark at around the 520, 530 uh, position. Last week, absolutely pinged out, went 5 and we got to see her best and she was outstanding in her heat. If she does that again, she's going to be really, really hard to beat. But again, it's not easy with the likes of Dolly Mack, who really great to see her back um, after such a serious shoulder injury to come out and win. And Jarrow Bale, of course, a young greyhound who did go around 29.70 at the Meadows uh, a month or so back. So, yeah, that's another great heat. Dolly Mack, I was lucky enough to be on course and see her after after the race. God, she's a magnificent-looking animal. And Anthony could not get the smile off his face. I think before her fall, I believe, was it at the Meadows? Before yeah, her fall yeah. at the Meadows, she was unbeaten in her she career, was. I think, off the top of my head. And she's out of Brooks Doll, who's the mother of Ando's Mac, obviously Melbourne Cup winner a couple of years back. But 
Um, the Brooks Do- oh, Dolly Max litter. This is actually Brooks Dolls. F- that was her fourth litter, I believe. She's yeah. had a f- number five to Fernando Bale in December. So um, I'd be very interesting to see what happens <laughs> with those ones in a couple of years' time. Lucky number five, and of course Dolly Max's uh, brother Pindari Express winning a heat of the Golden Easter Egg yep. in twenty nine forty one. So it's been a very very good litter. There- there'd be a lot of. Um, angst around Dolly Mac because she's got so much ability and not to see her on the track's a real shame. Yeah. So to get her back would have been a, a bit of a relief, that's for sure. And Rockstar Prince is a $3.60 favourite in semi-final number three of the launching pad. Undefeated in four starts prior to the launching pad heat and um, did make up a lot of ground after he found trouble, or after trouble found him, really. Yeah, yeah and I suppose uh, box draw certainly comes into contention here. The Greyhound I was really impressed with was uh, Greyhound number three, Lucy's Milo, and his heat win was really, really good. Uh, he's a son of Dinah Double One out of Lucy Wise, who was a terrific stay-up purchase right. from America. Um, Robbie trained her, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, look, I mean, this this Greyhound seems to be getting better and better. And if he uh, gets that early speed like he showed in his heat, he's going to be incredibly hard to beat because he is a very, very powerful dog. Now, the fourth and final semi-final of the launching pad, Kurt Lee is a $2.60 favourite. Trained by Glenn Rounds, has had seven wins from nine career starts. Am I right in saying, you might know, George, that this dog was purchased for a, a fair or am I getting my wires crossed? I thought that this dog may have been purchased for a, a fair bit of money. I'm not sure about that one. No, no. not maybe. I, maybe I'm getting my wires crossed. Wouldn't be the first. Well, time. there's a lot of Fernandos that are going so well that you'd be there'd be uh, some money changing hands. Um, <laughs> look, uh, the other Fernando for mine, uh, willing to forgive Sinachi's run. He just bombed yeah. the start. He got into all sorts of trouble down the back. You can I, still see how the dog can run though. Oh, watching him in the yeah, heat, he's, it's a bit he's crazy. A, he's a star, and I'm not sure what odds Sinachi is in that heat. I know Kurt Lee's uh, been an absolute star, but um, you know, from nine starts, he's won seven races. But for me, Sinachi would be the one. Charging Yala does like to look for the fence. So uh, race eight, number four for me, I think, in that launching pad. And and can Steve win another launching pad after taking it out uh, with uh, Suffragette a couple of years ago? Exactly. Good luck to those involved in the launching pad. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Latest Greyhound information news for GRV on RSN 927, our respective social media as well. And, of course, uh, the Easter egg at Wentworth Park is uh, a highlight at this time of the year, Molly and George, and we're down to the semifinals. We sure are. So we've got um, four semifinals on Saturday night at Wentworth Park, and we've got a good handful of Victorians who are representing us over there. And I think... Just considering the last couple of years, we've had two fantastic female sprinters in Striker Light and Uphill Jill take out this race. And I think it's really opened up for Black Opium. I think she's the kind of dog that can win a race like this. She's not favourite in the first semi-final. Well, she is favourite, I should say, in the first semi-final at $2.80 behind Fernando Blaster. I may have that wrong, actually. Look, Fernando Blaster was outstanding, wasn't he? Uh, Pinged out, ran 29.40. I think he was a greyhound that we mentioned on... on the tab odds, uh, Molly, last week, that was at some good value. Yeah. I believe it was 21 or $31. And, look, if he begins like he did again, he'll be incredibly hard to beat. But Black Opium, what I like about her is we all know her speed and her ability. She really, really gutsed out that win on Saturday uh, behind an early leader. She didn't have it her own way early on, and she was outstanding. Again, she's going to have to contend with Box 8, which is not an easy task at Wentworth Park. But, uh, look, uh, it'll be a brave person to suggest she wouldn't uh, qualify through, of course, the first to go through to this rich final next Saturday night. And we mentioned Pindari Express, a, a brother to Dolly Mac, who's in the launching pad semis on Thursday night. 
this dog is ridiculously good. It was his first, well, him and um, his trainer, Tracy Scrooge's first city win, which is a huge effort on their behalf. And I really, really enjoyed watching the the post-race interview with Jason Lincoln after that because Tracy's something special. Look, um, <laughs> it's been uh, known for a long time that this is probably in the top three fastest greyhounds in the country. He yep. just at times hasn't been able to put it together. He's had a couple of injury concerns. He's his a, box manners aren't dog? great. What's yeah, his yeah, I think he's, He looked huge yeah. on Saturday night. Look, the issue is I think he does um, play up a little bit in the boxes. Yep. Um, and he didn't begin all that badly. And when he lobbed into a nice position, he just powered away and running 29.41, of course, just behind Fernando Blas's time. He's drawn okay. He just needs to get a little bit of luck in that first 50 to 100 uh, mile, and I, I think he'll be winning. Yeah, he was definitely jumping a lot better than what um, what he has in the past as well. We've got two Victorians in, in that semifinal as well, and Dinah Oscar and Slingshot Hammer. I didn't really know what to make of Slingshot Hammer's run. I think I was really disappointed in the Mount Gambier Cup um, a little while ago. So I don't I don't know how he's going to back up back up again on Saturday. Yeah, well, once he led in that Mount Gambier Cup, I think people uh, were ready to hand yeah. over the trophy. But look, he's such a talented greyhound. He I don't is. think he mind wise uh, wide draws either. So he's in with a little bit of a chance. Of course, Lagoon Rhett, who we seen a little bit in Victoria in that heat as well, and Dinah Roscoe, who was a recent Australian Cup finalist. Now, semi-final three. Not a Victorian, but Federal Lily at $2. Peter Lagogiani. This dog, I really, really like this dog. She was ultra impressive, and I can completely understand why Tab have her favourite in this one. Well, we, we spoke uh, last week again about um, Wentworth Park and um, having a greyhound that can have speed, yep. and especially those first two splits to get around, and that's exactly what Federal Lily does have. Her last couple of runs have been outstanding. Her splits are really good. She can handle sort of all types of draws. I think her and Fabwick are the ones, especially early on uh, in the piece. I know Fabwick got beaten last start, but they look the two for me. Uh, certainly Rockstar Steffi can show a little bit of speed from Box 8 too. This is probably the more open of the semifinals. I think so too. I think um, uh, Rockstar Steffi, I think I'd like to see her a little bit closer to the rail rather than out wide in Box number 8. But the final semifinal, Miss Splendor Miro, she was a favourite in last year's Easter Egg, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um I think she's, without sounding a little bit rude, I think she's a better dog this time around, not because of anything different, any different trainers being in David Gill's hands. I think it's because she's matured into her. I think she's she's jumping well, and I was really impressed with her performance last week. Yeah, I think at that stage last year, she was the sort of up-and-comer of the field. She was very young too. Yeah, um, you know, sort of uh, within the likes of Uphill Jill, who had 12 months on her yep. in racing. Um Look, she's now just a bona fide group star. Yep. Hasn't won a group one yet, but um, look, uh, she could win the Easter egg with uh, not a shadow of a doubt. Interesting runner is Mystic Wright, who does like to use a bit of the track drawn box one. And we all know how good Blue Striker is, especially... Yeah. Uh, He'll be, I think, so much better after the run last week. Yeah. I don't know whether he had a look at the track or not, but he did look a little bit lost just going around that first corner. Yeah. And we know his ability. Of course, he ran down Poke the Bear in that 600-metre exactly. race. And look, this is a really good heat. Caitlin Keeping's got a lot of speed. Fast car driving was really impressive to win the first of the heats last week. At $26, if you don't mind. 
huge. Yeah, he's been a really good dog. <laughs> he's been consistent. And Whiskey Riot, of course, we all know its ability as well. So this is a really, really tough heat, but um, you've always got to stick to the class, and I think that would be Miss Blendamira. Yeah, no, I have to agree with you. And we do need to give a bit of a shout-out to one of our show's favourites, Poke the Bear. He unfortunately injured his hock in the Easter egg heats yeah. on Saturday night. It was a really, really sad time for, for everyone. It was. Uh, I really like the way Connections have handled it, though. Yeah. I think they're pretty, uh, you know, they're being retrospective now in a sense that they they know the Greyhound won half a million dollars. I think they're kind of happy that he's going to retire onto a couch now yeah. um, from all reports. And I think we've had Shona on, on these shows uh, in the past that he's probably one of the best Greyhound's temperament uh, that we've seen. Yeah. So. You know, look, um, it's 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 not ideal, but um, look, he'll he'll live his life out on the couch. It does reinforce, though, we should always appreciate the greyhounds while they're racing because you never know what's around the corner in terms of uh, yeah. retirement injury and. The racing careers of some greyhounds are not that long. It's something that reminds us all the time. Exactly. And I just think I wanted Poke the Bear to go around forever. I think he was such a good poster boy for greyhound racing. Yeah. And he he was just fun and Shona made it so much fun to be a part of as well. Well, a greyhound we'd also love to see go around forever is another favourite, Tornado Tears. And an example of how much travelling is done these days for the good greyhounds Tornado Tears is back in action off that campaign in Perth. Yes, yes, he is. He ran uh, second. It was a huge run in Perth in the Galaxy, running second. It's his first start back, like you mentioned. Uh, he hasn't actually run over 700 at Wentworth Park before, which it shocked me a little bit. I don't know why. It did shock me this morning when I saw that. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, he was injured around the time where there was a couple of group races, yeah, wasn't there? Yeah, you just kind so. of expect him to be everywhere, though. Yeah, well, that's right. This is a really interesting race because he's against Bago Bye Bye, of course, who we yep. did see in that Australian Cup final. His run home time was amazing. He came at it uh, in Queensland over the 700 metres and ran an unbelievable time at his first crack over yeah. 700. So this is a very, very interesting heat. No, I agree. And the second heat, we've got Dinah Chancer and Boom Down in the Association Cup heats. It is the first four place getters that will make it through to the Association Cup next week. Dinah Chancer, Boom Down. I think Boom Down is definitely a place chance for me. I think he's got unfortunate racing patterns, but um, you can definitely tell the dog can run. Great race. Of course, the two brothers, Veloce Nero and uh, Blue Moon Rising as well, who uh, love Wentworth Park, Poco Dorado's in the other heat against Tornado Tears. So they've that, that whole litter of dominated uh, group racing at New South Wales. Can Tornado Tears steal one back from them? All right, so that's uh, Wentworth uh, Park. Now we move on to uh, some news regarding the calendar and some quite a few changes and date movements and so on so there's a lot to get through here and I gather this will also be up on the GRV website but just take us through some of the major points Molly. Yeah so this will be up on the GRV website as soon as I reach the office I've got it all written and sitting there so it's just ready to press publish but we would like to introduce the new spring metro racing carnival. Now, I've been really excited about this purely because of the success of the Gippsland Carnival we've had in the past. George, I hope you're across this, or am I breaking the news to you? No, no, I've, uh, <laughs> I've seen it, but the dates have just uh, had to be worked out, but I can see it now. It's all good. So the dates for the metro carnival that runs from 2019 to 2000, oh yeah, well this year, is the it starts at the Hume Cup and Silver Bullet at the Meadows, then 
goes to the Top Gun. Top Gun stays also at the Meadows and it concludes with our Melbourne Cup and Bold Cherise series. So I think it'll be a really good opportunity to kind of follow those star greyhounds throughout the entire four weeks. Well, it's more than four weeks, but throughout the entire series. I think it's a really good collaboration between Sandown and the yeah, Meadows. Two powerhouses um, over here. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting. I suppose the, the major change would be the Top Gun moving yep. from Cox Plate Day to Stakes Day. Mm-hmm. So after the the uh, Gallup Melbourne Cup, the Hume Cup and Silver Bullet, always a popular night uh, yep. on the Melbourne Cup Eve. That stays where it is. And, yeah, I, I really like it. I think it's fantastic. And uh, then we lead into the Melbourne Cup, obviously, in the Bowl Trees. And then we've also got, like I mentioned, the Gippsland Carnival. That's going to be continuing. Minus Terrelgan at this stage. They're still doing track redevelopments. I'm, I'm hoping to have maybe Scott Robbins on to talk about the new redevelopments of the Terrelgan track because from, from what they're talking about, it, it is quite exciting. But the only major change for Victoria's Country Cup circuit is Shepherd, and they're moving from August to March with the pure hope of attracting a, a larger crowd. With a, a little bit nicer weather, it, it can get cold and it's also gets hot at Shepparton. Yeah, it does. Great, great cup, Shepparton Cup, uh, as all the country cups are. But uh, yeah, I don't think that would be a major problem for any, any of the trainers. It's another opportunity to win a group race in March. It would be uh, fantastic. Exactly. Now, the Nationals, which were held in at Sandown Park in Victoria this year, they're going to be held in Western Australia in August. What I really liked about the series last year was that the state finals were all held on the same night, and that's happening again this year. Yeah, it's great, especially with that wild card. Uh, there's always, uh, uh, you know, it's such a moving picture that whole night which is uh, fantastic and you start to work out oh geez uh, he's up against him I wonder what the box draw is going to mean yeah it, it added a lot of intrigue and I really like that I'm glad we kept that for this year as well and I think West Australians have a huge home track advantage I think it's so far to travel there so it's not like you have that up op- the dogs really have that opportunity to be there and come back it's like yeah. when you're there you're there <laughs> it is in August uh, you know it can get hot in WA as you know Miles. so that August is okay so uh, <laughs> That's a good little thing as well. Now, across the board, there are 1,194 race meetings throughout Victoria. Did you count them to make sure? Do you know what? No, actually, Blake Reed from the racing department (laughs) gave me that. I don't actually have the time. It's a lot. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure it's 100% correct, but it's a lot of greyhound meetings to add up to get the stat. Look, I think it's probably worked out from their 23 race meetings per week. Right. Which are made, that's a very nice segue. The 23 race meetings are made up of two metro race meetings, two hybrid meetings, which is to encourage, uh, I suppose, increased fields and increased participation. There's going to be six races of level two racing and six races of level three racing at the same meeting. There's also 10 level two meetings, so your provincial and nine level three, which are your tier threes. So all racing dates for the 2019-20 racing season will be available on the fast track calendar. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. You're with Andrew Hughes, Molly Haynes, George Ferruja talking Greyhound news on Off The Leash on RSN 927. Country racing relays across the state, social media through RSN and GRV as well. And joining us, Molly and George, to have a chat as a uh, a person that has a great love of the industry, well involved and uh, doing lots of things. We're talking about Clint Capuano who takes our call. Morning, Clint. It's Molly here. Thank you very much for coming on and having a chat with us. Good morning, Molly. Morning, George. Now, before we start talking about your two launching pad chances, we'd love to know a little bit more about you and I suppose how you originally got involved in greyhound racing. No, I wasn't. My um, old man always had one or two greyhounds growing up. Um, and yeah, we had a 
um, just sort of continued on from there. Clint, uh, George Ferugia here, good morning. Um, look, uh, everyone knows that with Greyhound training, it's long hours, there's sacrifices that need to be made, especially with family and work commitments, but um, is it just a love for the sport that's uh, kept you involved and, and wanted you to expand? Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, just um, like, it's a good sort of um, career, okay. <laughs> you'd say. I, I was a concreter and it's pretty hard on your body, so... Um, yeah, greyhound training is a lot easier on my body and, yeah, I love the sport, so. Now, about five years ago, you landed yourself down at Darlington Drive in Anarchy and for those who don't know Darlington Drive, you may recognise the names, the daily name as well as Jeff Britton and Angela Langton. How does the crew work down there in Darlington Drive? Is it, is it a really, you know, a, a family and tight-knit community down that dirt road? Yes, very much so. Um, I'm actually running dogs right now. <laughs> so that, yeah, Angela. down at Jeff's place? <laughs> yeah, down at Jeff and Angela's. Yep. So they're just actually loading them in the trailer for me now. <laughs> Beautiful, Clint. Um, it's a it's a family run operation at your place. Uh, Molly was saying, obviously uh, through your partner Chloe and your one year old uh, daughter in Charlotte. What does a, a day in the life of your kennels uh, look like? Is there uh, other work commitments still, or just uh, totally focused on the dogs now? Yeah, pretty much totally focused on the dogs. So I actually do have to go at the um, George Daly's and do a bit of work for him. He's got some new kennels going up at his new room property. So, um, but yeah, pretty much just. Greyhounds, greyhounds, and more greyhounds. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's lucky that you love what you do, but on Thursday night at Sandown Park, you find yourself with two chances in the launching pad semi-finals. Let's start with Riley's page. What can you tell us about this dog? Um, well, I, well, first of all, I, um, uh, Graham James, a good friend, he, um, I said to him, if you've ever got any dogs for sale, just let us know. And he actually sent us through a text message and said, um, would I like to buy him? Um, one of my good owners, he um, yeah, snapped, snapped him up and um, yeah, he's turned out to be pretty handy. And Clint, uh, in the other semi, you've got Ashby Nimble. Now, uh, Ollie, the lightly raced uh, Greyhound, he's had the 12 starts, won three of them, but you would have been impressed with it, its win at Sandown a couple of starts ago in 29.56. Got to the front fairly early, went 5.22, but powered away in a, a really nice time. Look, it's a tough uh, semi, as they all are. Uh, what do you think your chances are uh, from a pretty tricky draw in six? Yeah, he wants a fence pretty bad, so um, he'll be relying on a lot of luck, I think. Uh, but he hasn't drawn. Well, he's drawn bad, but he's got Kurt Lee inside him, which is going to come out running and probably carve to the fence. So just hope he comes out a lot better than he can come out a lot better than he has. So, Clint, uh, good luck. Uh, we'll cross fingers for you, and uh, well done on your involvement in Greyhound Racing. Let's hope it goes okay for you in the launching pad and uh, in the future. Clint Capuano, our guest there. It's RSN 927's Off the Leash. Certainly is, and lots to get through before we wrap it up in about five minutes or so, including our ongoing update for the Watchdog, which is always talking about terrific uh, results, and I guess, George, no different uh, on the Meadows? Yeah, found a little bit of value there at the Meadows on Saturday night uh, with uh, Kinlock uh, Moss, sorry, for Joy McDowell beating uh, a pretty handy field 
paying $6.90. I follow this dog uh, quite uh, closely. Uh, the mother of Kinlock Moss, uh, Mapunga Moss, has had another litter to Mapunga Blazer, which um, we're uh, getting pups for for the next uh, draft, oh, 2019 yeah. draft for people to buy into. <laughs> so uh, every time Kinlock Moss wins, uh, we give a little bit of a cheer. So, uh, yeah, for all your free uh, form guides and expert selections on, on all Vic uh, Greyhound race meetings, simply download the new Watchdog Mobile Form Guide app today via Google Play or the App Store. And Molly, what about some of the uh, successful bigger bets at Tab? Well, winners are grinners, of course, and nineteen thousand, or more than $19,000 was put on a greyhound by the name of Wooly Bully Keats at Warrigal, and it paid $1.65 on April 2. Another big bet was 15000 at $2.70 on Valletta Sky at Bendigo Race 8. Now... Un, oh, better luck next time. $15,000 was put on at $1.70 on Blue Edition at Bendigo and 10000 was unfortunately put on at $4 for Kranken Lightning at Ballarat Race 6. This Greyhound finished third, but round of applause. This is my favourite one, I think. $1,000 at $1,000 was put on at $8 on Beach Rice at the Meadows Race 2. Did you watch that one? Yeah, that was, uh, that was uh, paid uh, nice juicy odds, a thousand on that, and another thousand at eight dollars on Let's Roll, uh, Molly at Cranbourne in race nine as well. So uh, good luck to those punters, and always remember to uh, gamble responsibly. I do have to quickly mention, sorry, the uh, Tab are currently running a Wings promotion on Thursday nights at Sandown Park. If you place a fixed odds bet on races one and two with your Tab account, you get a bonus bet back up to fifty dollars if your dog runs second or. Third third but these bets are for greyhounds boxed in either box one or box eight and as a bit of a bonus if you're on if you're in a tab venue this bonus bet um, extends to races one to four which is a nice handy little promotion going on absolutely yeah so thanks uh, for tab uh, for that and um yeah, I'm sure people would uh, take uh, that on board uh, for a very big night of racing at uh, Sandown Park this Thursday. All right, as we wrap it up, first of all, our litter of the week. I've found a Fernando Bale Fair of Face litter. They're born on the 3rd of March, so they've just gone one month old. They were five, fem- uh, five males and eight females in the litter, so a pretty big size. And they're bred by Peter Craig, who's pretty much our coursing king. Now, Fair of Face recorded wins at Sand- or win at Sandown in... Oh, wins at Sandown I should say in 29.50 so she was definitely a handy bitch over the the city tracks she raced against the likes of Jezelinko, Jimmy Newob and fully loaded but what I really liked about this litter was fair of faces out of a female called, called Catch Up Sunday who's thrown some really handy types and they've also had plenty of success on the coursing circuit Yeah they have and comes from a very very solid dam line going back to the uh, Polly's Portrait dam line which is responsible for greyhounds like Shimmer Bar and, and these type of greyhound shimaguni uh you know dave gleason's had a lot of success with them cosmic chief as the stud dog comes from the same dam line so yeah look uh it's a very very popular dam line i uh would suggest he wouldn't have too much trouble selling them i'd actually ring him myself uh, for the uh, for the sand down uh draft day for next year and we wrap it up with the gap dog of the week i've found a greyhound by the name of pugsley who's a four-year-old black male he had been living in a home previously being to return previous after being returned to Gap to no fault of his own. The girls tell me down there that he's very cruisy, walks well on the lead and loves to play with toys. He even retrieves them, which is quite rare for a greyhound I've found to to experience.
experience. He is looking for a home with another canine companion and kids over the age of five. So if you're interested in making Pugsley a part of your life, go to gap.grv.org.au. Terrific. Is it unusual for greyhounds to retrieve? Well, I haven't had one. Does that mean if they actually catch the lure one day, they'll give it straight back? Yeah, probably not the lure. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, I think I've had a few, but uh, it doesn't last long. After a couple of couple of throws of the ball, they I've say, had, no, there's yeah. nothing in this for me. I've had um, one when we put him up behind the drag lure, or James, I should say, Mana Mana, um, he would go up behind the drag lure, pick it up and bring it straight back to you. Yeah, pretty so, rare. Um, pretty handy. There you go. <laughs> we finished off with the most uh, interesting topic of the show, maybe. We'll talk about it more so in coming weeks. This has been Off the Leash for Greyhound Racing Victoria. Thanks for listening. Want to hear Off the Leash again? It'll be up on iTunes, on Facebook and on the podcast page at rsn.net.au.